just do? Just stab yourself in the neck? Oh, am I bleeding? Good. I felt like I jabbed, you I you jabbed that into my jugular. Turn around. Let me see. No, you just, uh, it's a scrape. It's red. Okay. I thought you went like this. It was like... How did Phil die? Well, you see, <laughs> he jammed the edge of a newly put on guitar string into his jugular. It was a great show. Good show. Good show. Mm. You know, Phil, you should do that more. Oh, you can't. <laughs> Three beers and a scotch. Switch. Now, I'm assuming this is G rated. No. no, not really. No. really. Aaron dropped the f bomb probably fourteen times last time. You say that? No. Well, I do. It's clearly only. Like do you 12. know why I say that? <laughs> because if you listen to the podcast, it happens. That's he, doesn't but, time. he doesn't have time to listen to his brilliance. I. But I was just telling a story. It wasn't like I said it. I was a character said it. You put an itty in the middle of it, like effity, effity, effity. That was not just a story. I don't understand. All right, I'm going to go get glasses. Uh-huh. I'm hoping I don't break them away in here. That would be great. And I'm going to go get some beer. Okay. Which should be cold. Okay. <laughs> you shit on my heart. <laughs> you pissed on my love. I called you a tart. That's the only song. You gave me the That shot. I remember. I really felt like I drove it into my neck. I am bleeding. Look. Oh, no, it's not bleeding. I'm bleeding. You're just leaking. It better stop. <laughs> Phil, you're looking kind of woozy there. <laughs> Must be the scotch. No, he hasn't really drank anything. The beer will help you out. Now, Phil, you're under no pressure to drink carbonated beverages. So, um... This is lightly carbonated. It's an apple beer. Oh. Okay. It's apple beer. It's, it's a seasonal. Well, that's tasty. It's got a nice cidery kind of, uh... Hint to it, and a cideryish color. I like yeah. that. Yeah. Well, I, d- I didn't want it to be too clear. Mm-hmm. I wanted it to have because it's got the clove and cinnamon in it. It's very nice, and uh, you know, it's not too fruity, but it's not so yeah, you know, sour that it's... no, that's good stuff. Mm. Me likey. Do you have any cider? No, I'm just kidding. It's really good. It's <laughs> that's really what good. I got. <laughs> uh, well, let me go get um, a little um, puke bucket for you. So that you can oh no, I don't. I don't throw up. No, no. So okay. you can no, dump I out just, your just your, so you your glass, or you can just give me a small amount, and that way I'm not wasting it. I just don't want to overpour you. Did right. you do the tray? Well, what happens is, have you ever seen the movie, the original Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory? Okay, okay so you know Veruca. Mm-hmm. You know, no, Violet. I'm sorry, okay. Violet. Uh-huh. It's something like that, but messier. I'll tell you what I really disliked when I listened to a, a beer podcast. Is okay now. Uh, let's all drink. <laughs> yeah, no, I absolutely oh, agree. Mm, okay, yeah. and then they do it, and you can hear like the guttural sounds, mm-hmm. and then they then they start talking about the beer, and it makes me want to reach through and club them. Frankly, to death. it's 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 the secondary enjoyment of the beer. It's that's when you belch. You know, it's got to taste as good on the third or fourth belch as it does on the first swallow. Well, still. <laughs> It's a little, yeah. Uh, I agree. Off-putting, yes. off-putting to me. So, plus, I, I really can't burp anymore since surgery either. So, there's that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, there is that. All right then. There is that. Yeah. Well, you know what they say. Better down than up. That's right. <laughs>
So, all right. Well, I'm Mark. Oh, are we starting? Oh, we've I've been recording for the last fifteen minutes. Oh, excellent. Okay. Oh. This is going to be fun. <laughs> I've got all sorts of great stuff I can pepper in. <clears throat> yeah. My name is Jorge. <laughs> Jorge Galarza. Hello, Jorge. Hi. How's we, it going? Do, we, we, uh, we do uh, the, uh, what do you call it, the pseudonyms here. No. Because we've, we, we had anonymity for our friend El Dos last week. We generally see. have to protect the identity of our third host. Well, that's so. okay. Actually, you don't have to protect my identity because nobody really knows who I am. I'm Phil. You're not Zippo? I am not Zippo. That would be Zeppo. Yes, That's Zippo. kind of a cool name. Zippo is a lighter. Yeah, I was going to say. Wait, let me pop my head back. He's always <laughs> saying that because you're such a bright spot. That's exactly. Right. That's right. Exactly. I am a burning flame of brightness. I don't get whatever. Well, so, and what I'm is your Phil. name again? You're Phil? I'm Phil. Phil. And I'm Aaron. <laughs> and this is Three, Three Beers, Beers and, and a Scotch. scotch. Phil brought his guitar, so he's going to provide the I did, musical inter- interludes and entertainment I'm, for us. I'm, I'm worried that um, I'm uh, boring, and so <laughs> it's kind of a crutch. And I'm even more worried that, that you know, after the- I drink, I will get more boring. Oh, well, that explains the vibra slap and the and the bass drum too. So yes, that's right. Yes. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> One of my favorite instruments, by the way. The vibra slap. You uh-huh. know what I'm talking about? I have no idea. It's the thing when you hit it, it goes brrrr, like just like. Uh, you, you, know have to have a whole, you have to have a whole instrument for that. You can't just go brrrr. Well, it sounds better. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh-huh. like saying, oh, the bass drum goes boom. I mean, but essentially drum. that's what a bass drum does. And the cow goes <laughs> That's really excellent, actually. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. I'm actually hoping that Michael Bay makes the movie, so. The Star Wars movie? No, the uh, the, oh, the the the, 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 the spin and the, the whatever speak the, and say the speak and say yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. The Michael Bay, the cow goes move. You get it like Sean Connery and other people you know, doing uh, voice. Yeah, I like that. I'd like a Sean Connery. Well, I mean, you don't anything. You, you've got Mattel and Battleship, and I hear that they're making they're making more properties based on board games. So sure. I'm like, why not children's toys? Yeah. What, would, what would the movie be like about that? I don't know what that machine is, but the well, one... They the, had the Rock'em Sock'em Robots movie, so... They did a Rock'em Sock'em Robots well, it movie. Well, was, it was that I mean, movie... Real Steel? Yeah. yeah. Real Steel. Yeah. Was that actually a Mattel... I think that's where the basis of that movie came from, was from mm. Rock'em Sock'em Robots. But I'm talking about, like, real, like... So like you want to see Candyland, the movie. movie. No, I want to see that thing. You know, like, okay, I don't have kids. So Hungry Hippos was Hungry, that. Hungry oh, Hippos. Oh, I heard that they're going to make that, yeah. Well, yeah. I thought and they slinky. did it with, uh, with that female <laughs> wedding movie. Not a whole lot of deep. <laughs> there we go. Excellent. No, I want to I want to know what the movie would be like about that that thing that that that's on a on a stick and wheels and it's got little balls in it and it makes obnoxious noise like like loud popcorn. You give it when you have a niece or a nephew, oh, you give it to them yeah. so they can torture your sister or brother or whoever the kid belongs yeah, to. Yeah, it's it's a preschool toy that you push and it's got the plastic pop, 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 pop. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Now. You know, I can see Michael Bay doing that one for sure. Do they still make those? I'm, I'm sure they do. Yeah, sure. Do they? I yeah, do they really? Why wouldn't they? Because, I mean, you know, are we just remembering back into a day and age before, you know, lasers and... No, and, I think and, that that's... And iPods. Because, like, the two-year-olds, they dig that stuff. Right. Yeah. I just, I just don't believe I've seen one in, you know, like, 20 years. Well, I'm, I'm sure they don't cause cancer and there's nothing on them that a kid can swallow. Then why would they sell it? Well, if it doesn't true. cause cancer, if the, if the kid can't ingest it, why would they sell it? I, I heard an awful story today about these, these, this toy... That uh, a friend of mine actually he repped 
uh, it was a t- he's a toy rep, and there were these little cool highly job. magnetized <laughs> balls. They're like I guess smaller than a marble, uh-huh. but you can put a lot of them. You know, but apparently, uh, if kids ingest them, uh-huh. then uh, when the two meet, they can perforate your your intestines because the 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 magnet is so strong. That is awesome. So they no longer exist. So it, wait, it's kind of like X-Men Micronauts too. Oh, Micronauts. Yes. It's kind of like Micronauts. Oh, I love Micronauts. Micronauts Those are great toys. Best toy in the world. Do you know um I was in a toy store, don't ask why, a 47-year-old single man in a Creeper. toy store. Yeah. I know. Um no, my little brother was visiting who uh-huh. yeah. okay, he's little 40, brother but who's he likes to go to toy stores. <laughs> But still, I was... Uh, so he's the creeper. You were- <laughs> I, yes, I was just making... No, my brother's awesome. Um, my... Uh, I was... What was I there for? I think I was getting a gift for one of my married friends that has kids out, out in California. Um, and I swear I saw Micronauts. Mm-hmm. But they were like... Um, were they the Micromans? They were like Hispanic. Oh, okay. So it, they were Hispanic themed. I'm sorry, uh, that's probably not the right word. Mm-hmm. Spanish. I, what's the right terminology? I don't know. Without me I think Hispanic like is safe. Hispanic, but yeah. it, they, there was Spanish on the package. Maybe it wasn't a Toys R Us I was in, mm-hmm. but they were definitely Micronauts. Were you in Tijuana? Is this where you were? Um, you know, it might it might have been at the Outlet Mall down down. Now that, that's a good point. It might actually, because there's a big Outlet Mall down there. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, but I swear to you, I swear to you, they were micronauts, and um, I almost not quite didn't buy one, but uh, they were micronauts. I gotta tell you, I you know, it's like somebody bought the mold and said okay. we're gonna call them this. Now, micronauts in in my neck of the woods were huge when I was a kid. Oh yeah, I mean, I, I everybody every kid I knew had micronauts, mm-hmm. um, but I feel like. Even in my age range, my in, in my, my my scope of generation, it's good. It's good. No, 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 don't don't take it away. Um, he's taking my beer, Aaron. Yeah, he's that way. He's you know stop. This is really um, good. Okay. We're drinking. You know what? Lest we get too far off the topic here, we're we're drinking Mark's home brew. I'm sorry. Is it wait? Isn't Arlington Dry? Is he allowed to? Oh no, I'm it? allowed to brew. Like he's allowed. You to are brew. allowed to brew, just not sell. Right. Well, and you can. I mean, I get all this stuff from Pantigo, so this is not. <laughs> I don't believe that there's any any uh, yeah, law just, preventing you from 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 brewing. No, I can I can brew well, up to, I think good. to a hundred gallons or something like that and, per and, person and, in the house, which is three hundred gallons. And 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 so tell our audience member what uh, what this is. <laughs> so this is uh, this is actually this is a pre three. So don't don't worry, we're actually going to get to to three beers here in a little bit. But this is a an apple beer, three and a half beers. It's three and a half beers. No. It is. Uh, so it is an apple beer that uh, I found a great recipe online. And uh, it, it's a little bit, has some qualities of the cider, but really has more of a beer profile, I think, overall. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think that it, that it is, you know, clearly a beer, you know, in terms of, of, of taste and texture. But there's also that hint of cider to it. You know? Yeah, it makes yeah. It, it. It's kind of a nice dessert. Yeah. beer. It's a little sour. A little sour. Yeah. Uh, but it's not like beer soda, which I exactly. really can't stand. Yeah. You know, it's like they, they call it beer, but it's kind of like lightly flavored. It's like if, you know, 7-Up made a beer. That's not what this is. <laughs> right. It's quite good. Yeah. So, Thanks. Bravo. Well, yeah, good job. It, thank you. And it's a, uh, you know, I let it, it's it's pretty hazy. Uh-huh. And I wanted it to kind of feel like more than just like a cider or sure. something like that. I wanted it to kind of have that Thanksgiving 
it's very fall appropriate. Yeah. So yeah. if any of you are interested in trying Mark's brew, go to <laughs> www.ideologyofmadness.com forward slash Mark's in jail for selling beer <laughs> and uh, order a bottle that Never can go it? toward his bail fund. So. Never sold it. Okay, that, that's fine and all, but let's talk about important things. Micronauts, Micronauts okay. right? I'm sorry. I, 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 we've got we to keep focus here because this is, we have just turned this into three beers, a scotch, and Micronauts. Okay. I, I think this is going to be the new name of the podcast. But, okay. Uh, right. But Phil and I have known each other for since we were in high school. Yes. And Which was like, what, like five, six years ago? Yeah, yeah something like that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, one of the things that Phil and I discovered, you know, early on was that we, we shared a common geek and a number of things. Star Trek comics, <laughs> Micronauts. Not being beat up. Not being beat up. Yeah, school, that's right. That's yeah. right. But... Uh, uh, you know, that's one of the things I've always cherished about Phil because I always feel like outside of my neighborhood, nobody else knew what Micronauts was, mm. you know, uh, and Phil, who lived, you know, two miles away, mm. experienced Micronauts. Practically another city. And if you yeah. don't know what Micronauts are, you guys knew each other. They, uh, they, uh, I'll tell the story of how we actually met. <laughs> <laughs> the Micronauts, you know, like you had the, you had the Baron Carza. Mm-hmm. And you had Force Commander. So you mm-hmm. guy in a black armor, guy in white armor, and very science fiction-y kind of... I honestly don't remember the names. <laughs> uh-huh. You say that. No, I you, don't. You say I that. I don't. I don't. But they were all magnetized. You know, and they were interchangeable parts. You could, you could, you know, create some sort of unholy blend between Force Commander and Baron Karza. And they each had a horse. And you could make them centaurs. Wasn't there, like, a big giant Micronaut? Uh-huh. That Biotron. That, yeah, Biotron. Yeah, Biotron. That, that all the Micronauts went into. That's right. It was like a holder. Uh-huh. And yeah, you could put. And like, it wasn't, so it was more like a. It was not. It was. It was not a micronaut. It was like a large knot or whatever. Yeah, I don't know. yeah. Like the micronauts were all like three inches tall, with the it exception was just a of knot. The, but they yeah. were. They were. They were articulated, which was really yeah, cool. super articulated. I mean, like ankles and you know, and wrists. Yeah. You and, had the, the yeah. multicolored time travelers, and you could you could also fingers, take parts. You could make their eyes go back. No, and forth. no fingers. They had that. They had Do that. not mock us, Mark. Yeah. <laughs> They had that cartilage in the ear. They had that, that Star Trek kind of thing where the hands were mm-hmm. in a specific position. Well, they were oh. made by Mego. That's why. Yeah. Okay, they were made by Mego, the same guys that made those Star Trek figures. There we go. But uh, you know, you had you had you know you had the larger figures like Baron Carsa and Force Commander, and then the much larger ones like Biotron and the Giant Decroyer. But then you had these like great. They were like three inch figures. You know, you had Time Traveler, and you had Galactic oh, I, Warrior. Here's the white one, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I noticed Phil remembers the white. one. Well, of course. Yeah, just saying. It's racist. <laughs> hey, hey, now. So, I, anyway, that is that is one of the many reasons that that I love my good friend Phil. Mm. Because we share a geek. We go. definitely do share a geek. Yeah. I met Aaron. Um, uh, my 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 introduction to Aaron was preceded by a wet wad of toilet paper flying by my face. I did not throw it. No, it wasn't me. It was thrown at him. We were, Dodge? we were, we were, he did, he did. <laughs> so it I, was, it I, was, it went something like this. Thwap! Ah! <laughs> hey, that guy's going to be my best friend. <laughs> it was awesome. Yeah, it was awesome. It was love at first being beat up. That's right. Well, we were never really being beat, beaten up. You know, just, no, at that point, just I was running really, away. Yeah. At that point I was really tall and, uh, and most of the bullies had stopped. You know, picking on me, yeah. um, not realizing that, you know, just because I was a big guy didn't mean that I was, you know, had any backbone. But um, how tall are you? Just so that our podcast nine feet seven. Now, that's a little exaggeration. It's actually eight, five. 
No, I'm six six. So okay. then that's the only thing that Michael Jordan and I have in common because we're both six six. But he's a well was a remarkably talented, probably still far more talented uh, athlete than I at my. He's a better baseball player than be. I'll ever be. Let's just say that. Yeah, I mean, you know. So, but yes, I'm very tall. I'm. Um, I'm just tall enough to fear ceiling fans in the tops of doorways. Yeah. Uh, but age is taking care of that because I'm pretty sure that I've lost at least a half inch in height to you the, seem uh, shorter. the rotting yeah. cartilage yes. that is, you know, my knees. You seemed a little stooped when you came in. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, well that's, a, that's a combination of my, you know, my professional life wearing down on me and, uh, and just, you know, natural aging. Right. right. So. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Sexiest podcast ever. Mm. Ever. Ever. <laughs> Well, as soon as uh, as soon as Phil finishes up, uh, the oh, apple you, know, beer. you may go right ahead. Uh, we will go for the next one. I'm sorry. It's, uh, oh no, no, that's fine. That's that's the only reason I was trying to steal your beer. <laughs> was uh, uh, go ahead and would you pour him a little bit of that? Yeah, uh, is that, it the harpoon? Now we're doing. No, wait. You're not going to wash it out. What kind of? No, this is ass backwards. <laughs> podcast is this? It's pretty ass. backwards. Oh, I'm sorry. Can I say that? Yes, ass backwards radio show. I just went that. Yes, right. you you podcast. may say that. Oh, it wasn't the ass backward as podcast. And you know and and because we did not do a, our formal introduction, maybe I'll put something in there. We're doing uh, as far as the beers go, rye IPAs or rye PAs. So we're making a severe smaller. departure from your apple beer to rye severe IPAs. Severe departure. I wanted to clean your palate of of anything else uh that wouldn't would have been any close to this. So it's uh last week we did like just kind of three random beers. Mm-hmm. What and was on sale? Uh, now just kind of like, oh, that looks good right now. I see. Okay. And just grabbed it. And so, um, but so we're going to try a theme. Okay. So I really like uh, rye IPAs. I think any sort of rye uh, beer, right. I like the rye too. Oh, that's great. Be sure to really make that throat sound when you swallow. Because <laughs> yes. I love that on podcast. Yeah. Just, you know, I was doing that simply because, I don't know, if maybe you got it on there, but Mark was... was uh, quite correctly, um, mocking uh, or bemoaning, or I'm not sure what the right word would be here. Be mocking. Uh, be mocking. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, moking. 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 Okay. Um, podcasts, drinking podcasts, who are you know really, I don't know, like deep throating the microphone as they talk about you know the the gurgling deliciousness yeah. that is whatever. Well, there's a couple of nailing. YouTube videos too that like the person will sit there and go, "Oh, I'm reviewing such and such." Oh, mm. and you just sit there and watch, and they're Ooh. you know, you like they're that? very citrusy. Yeah, yeah. Or uh, perhaps my taste buds aren't working right. Seems a little citrusy. Yeah, mm-hmm. Definitely got that. Mm-hmm. And this is the um, this is the Harpoon Rich and Dark Rye IPA. Yeah, just the, the way Harpoon is it's good. Harpoon's out of out of Boston. I've been around since about nineteen eighty. Boston. Bastin. Get in the craw. Uh, <laughs> it's a beer. Get in the craw. <laughs> I would like a beer. <laughs> and some chowder. Chowder. <laughs> so, uh, I like harpoon stuff uh-huh. in general. They mm-hmm. do they do good, all good stuff. I they, like harpooning stuff, too, but I got in trouble for that. Back oh, wait. You meant the beer. I'm sorry. <laughs> I did not mean the poaching industry. Yeah. I would not recommend anybody go on the overpass of a major highway or a minor one and harpoon. with a harpoon yeah. anything. No, it's not a really? good idea. Kids, yeah. don't, uh, don't do that. And don't drink. So, Mark... So tell us what a what, what makes a beer a rye beer. 
they use instead of barley. They've they got you know they got a wheat, barley, and rye. Okay. And so it is the rye, which tends to be a little bit more sour. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a wheat is kind of neutral, has a has almost kind of a maybe a nutty flavor to it, maybe even a little bit. Uh, when you brew, you know, a lot of kind of estery stuff, you get kind of clovey and banana type flavors. Sure. A rye has a little bit more of a bite to it, which is kind of what I like about it, because even through the hops, you can taste this rye. Right. Um, uh, if you take a normal IPA, it'll have all that citrus, but there's kind of this uh, a darker bite to it. To me, it's kind of like um, uh, like rye is the trumpet of the orchestra. Like even when it's kind of all mixed in, you can still pick out the trumpet pretty easily. It's just got a, it's a little bit strident mm-hmm. of a taste. And I just really like the rye beers, and I've just just the last few weeks have just really. You know, I'm smitten with them, so that's one of the reasons why we did the the rye IPA. And uh, our last beer was actually the first one that I got of this, which is actually a double IPA, uh, rye IPA uh, by Schmaltz or actually Hebrew mm-hmm. or Hebrew actually Schmaltz uh, Brewing, and it's really excellent. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one in the middle, Laughing Dog, I actually have never had before. Okay. I had the Harpoon earlier this week, but the Laughing Dog, that'll be a new one. Interesting. So we'll see. But they should all be pretty different from one another. So, but uh, that rye, I think, will mm-hmm. carry through. I don't know why, but I'm just hearing. Drives me crazy. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's all right. Is it me? Do I drive you crazy? <laughs> you didn't actually. Put it was a just so sexy the way yeah. you were just you know explaining the beer. Yeah, the beer. I don't think beer ever should get that kind of. You know, it's just like it was just so. You know, like like wine. You guys need to do a wine podcast with that much knowledge. Of it. I mean, yeah. It's just it was awesome. You know, I think what's really interesting to me is I was kind of a winey before I was a beery, right? And um, you know, with beer, I didn't really until I got started getting into it realize mm-hmm. the breadth of flavors and profiles mm-hmm. that exist in beer. And when you look at wine. You know, you've got, as far as, like, the general market, Merlots, you know, Cabernets, uh, Shiraz, you know. Right. Uh, then you have, you know, your, some of your whites and sh- uh, things like that. You know, you know, whites and reds and all that kind of stuff. But compared to, like, the kinds of different beers there are, right? it looks like this tiny little subsection. Now, I know if you take, like, world wines, there's right. tons of different kinds. And Cabernets vary greatly and all this other things. But uh, with beers, I mean, it's just pretty wonderful i mean there's everything i've got a i've got a pomegranate ale mm-hmm. sitting in there i mean just I've so many different the, the is the hebrew one that you have yes, yes. is it good i've not had I've it had it's very good yes yeah so I actually mean, one of my one of my favorite beers oddly enough is a sam adams cherry wheat yeah yeah i like that sure it's, it's a it's a seasonal beer but uh, that's about all i know about it i can only get it Sometime during the year, and mm-hmm. uh, and it, it's quite good. But I've had a pom. I don't know if it's the Hebrew, honestly. But I had a pomegranate beer. Okay. Know, there's a, a, you know, a push toward, uh, I guess, more of that kind of stuff. I, yeah. I think it's amazing the the complexity that it seems like beers have, and I think part of it is to do with the home brewing that's going right. on. And it's it's kind of like, um, well, I mean, in my business, I'm, I'm you know I do video, I do electronics, things like that. Right. And, you know, with 
companies like Red and the Red One, they're sort of democratizing video mm-hmm. production. I think that homebrew has sort of democratized you well, know, yeah. I, there's, production and wine. and um, Well, and microbrewing has become so viable. There's lots of craft brewing, both at, in, in a professional level, mm-hmm. as well as, as you're saying, you know, the amateur brewer, the home brewer. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we see all the all the different clubs and festivals where people, you know, mm-hmm. present their, their brews. And, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a renaissance, if you will. And, and frankly, there's such a wide range. Um, I, I don't, well, you know this, but I, I don't have television. I got rid of television um, years ago for no other reason than, honestly, I didn't want to pay for it. Um, and he's and, a member and, of a cult. And I didn't miss it, no. Right. And, and I also harpoon off of, uh, you know, and go to Toys R Us. Um, that's what happens, kids, when you don't watch TV. That's right. So, um, so I, uh, I, when I come home to, to Texas and I, and I visit my family and friends, I, I watch more TV in the week or to depending on you know how long I'm here, right? Uh, then I watch the entire year in between my visits, and uh, I was watching television over at uh, my friend Angie's house the other night, and I noticed that there's a show on now about um, uh, um, um, man. This is what happens when you drink and you shouldn't drink. Uh-huh. Um, uh, moonshiners. Uh huh. Right, so there's actually oh, right. a legal yeah, show I heard about this. where, I seen it. like, apparently moonshining is taking making a comeback, mm-hmm. and so I'm thinking with like home brewing and home whining, and then now moonshining, which is clearly illegal. I, I think there's actually a niche that I could fill for like bathtub gin, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and you could brew it in your bath, you could make it in your bathtub, mix it in your bathtub, let it age in your bathtub. Well, you know, all three of us share a mutual friend, uh, Jamie, mm-hmm. who. Right. Uh, who uh, He's I, I wasn't aware that we actually shared him. That's yeah, we all share him. Yeah, it is a little disgusting, but uh, you know, <laughs> I don't know that he claims me though. Like I, I, well, okay. I, I we're part of the same beer club, and mm-hmm. so I sit next to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there are sometimes that I feel like he goes, "Oh, did I leave an empty chair there?" <laughs> <laughs> so I may be totally wrong, and he may be like, "Oh, nice. that's a great guy." Okay. Well, no, we all shame. know the same that's guy. Shame. How about that? Well, you know. Jamie started uh, years ago, started uh, making wine at home. And I mean, Jamie makes the best wine. In fact, back when I was single, I used to refer to it as Jamie's Sure Score Select because it always (laughs) did the trick. Let me just say. And then he started brewing beer. And then one day he's like, hey, look at this. And he's got this long piece of pipe with all these little weld spots on it. I'm like, what is this? He goes, I'm making my own still. And I'm like, dude. There's something wrong with you. <laughs> I did ask him about his distilling and what he said stuff, and he said he's just he's kind of working on it over time. Uh-huh. It hasn't hasn't begun, but he's he's already got plans of things he wants to distill. Like he wants to distill some mead, which mm-hmm. is kind of like a beer, but it's honey, right? And um, uh, and so I, you know, I'm asking this other guy in the beer club. I was like, well, you know, is mead normally distilled? He's like. No, he's like, I guess you could distill it, you know, but normally you, you don't. I was like, oh, I'll send to Jamie. He's like, oh, yeah, Jamie. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He'll do anything. Sort That's of right. That's he's right. a crazy guy. That's right. So, I, you know, you, you started talking about uh, beers, both of you, um, which is strange, just being a beer podcast. But, uh, you know, guys, what I really want to know about is your first time. Tell me, Mark, about your first beer. The first beer I liked, or first beer... Tell me about your first beer. I don't know that I finished a first beer. It was, <laughs> it was like, um, I thought it was the most disgusting thing 
ever because it was like you know a Miller or Michelob or uh-huh. you know, something else. The typical Texas, right? You know, beer. Yeah. Well, actually, and I was up in, actually in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. I went oh, to school yeah. there, but that's fine. I mean, it's still. I mean, it's the same kind of market there, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, we would get around it and go to play like these beer games, right? Yeah, you know, the drinking games, and. I just I quit every single game because it'd be like okay Mark you got to take a drink and I'd be like oh, okay I'm out I'm done I just I can't do this and so I'd be I'd be out but it was some you know it was some sort of Michelobi lighty uh-huh. something or other yeah. and um, uh, I sort of started liking beer we went to this place called Spicy's which was a wing place and it was uh, it was strip in this club. older building What's strip that? club. It was not. Oh, okay. Because it sounds e- like, you know... Not even a little bit. I mean, it was... Hello, gentlemen. Welcome to Spicy's on the center stage. Cinnamon. Uh, so... <laughs> so it was a wing place. I don't know uh-huh. if I mentioned that. <laughs> so, not a Hooter-esque wing uh-huh. place. But they did have breasts there as well, so... They did. I'm sure they did. <laughs> well, so... Uh, they were going to move from one place on campus, just almost kind of right across the street. And so the last week that they were going to move over, they had this all-you-could-eat wings for like five bucks, like Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. So we went Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Well, the the building across the street kept getting put off. So for about six months, every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, they had all you could eat wings for five bucks. This was like a going out of business constantly, like a water, well, like is, a yeah. waterbed store. It's it was like, always hey, going just out of about business. To move, just about to move, so we're going to do this just for this last week. Oh, right, only two more weeks, just two more. Yeah. It was always like you know, just yeah. just two more, and then we're going to be over there. And so we went over there, and um, of course, all my friends were drinking these copious amounts of beer, and I was having like a soda, and uh, and so I think like maybe Corona. Mm-hmm. Extra mm-hmm. was the first beer that I sort of started liking because it was like it really went along with the with, with the, the wings yeah. and it was just really it paired nice yeah. yeah and so we would get buckets of of beer so that's kind of like my first foray into actually enjoying a beer now and then mm-hmm. so that was kind of that was really there's not like one specific I couldn't say like on June sixth nineteen ninety two or whatever yeah that would be kind of weird but. um but that was kind of my foray into into beer drinking. Phil? Um, well, I'm just old, see, and uh-huh, I'm not uh-huh. quite sure I remember. <laughs> um, possibly because I, I've tried to forget. I, I, as, as, as Mark was telling his story, um, and I was trying to decide what, uh, what other song that story sounded like, um, and, and obviously you heard nothing, um, I... Uh, I was reminded of an early time that I had beer, but I'm pretty sure it wasn't my first. But the, my early experiences with beer, on it, quite honestly, my experiences all the way into my 20s mm-hmm. uh, with beer were, were not positive, yet I still went after it. Uh, my father uh, was involved with a uh, fraternal organization, which mm-hmm. will go unnamed, and, and they had a kitchen and a bar. And as you know, most kids, I would find myself up there, and there was a beer tap. And uh, I I remember sampling early on, and I'm pretty sure it was something like Coors or Bud mm-hmm. or something like that. Um, and it was it was pretty disgusting. Right. I was pretty well turned off to it. Um, so instead, I had sex that night. Um, but uh, no, just kidding. No. In fraternal order. Yes. <laughs> so um, yeah, and it was Catholic too. Yeah. So mm, yeah. Um, but, uh, <laughs> So I I had I had a chance to sample alcohol 
um, a lot when I was a kid. Um, and Aaron, as you, as you well know, my dad was heavily involved in you know drug, alcohol, right. rehab places. So um, I always as a, I, I sort as of grew, a supporter, <laughs> I, I grew up in scared straight. Um, right. Except you know my parents didn't have to actually say bad things about it. Right. I had living proof. Usually in my house on a weekly basis, mm-hmm. you, know, you know, hey, kid, I was, you know, a congressman in the United States Senate and a billionaire. And now I'm, you know, looking for my next fix. And I've got track marks that run all the way between my toes up to my head. And it's all because of beer. Beer will do it to you. So, well, you know, wow. it's a gateway drug. <laughs> it is. So, yeah. um, God bless it. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I didn't have a lot of great experiences. My my best experience with beer, where I, where I actually um, appreciated, much like you, Mark, was around food. Mm-hmm. And it was um, honestly, really, the first time I appreciated it was when I was working at Videoland. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, that's know, back when you used to rent VHS. Oh, I'm sorry, and beta, beta Max tapes. Both, both. We had <laughs> we had both VHS and Beta, and a and a rather sizable selection of. We'll put some laser, laser discs. Oh man, we're gonna have to put some links on this, <laughs> <laughs> like wiki. What was a VHS? What exactly. does he say? It's a laser disc. Exactly. They had lasers, sharks, and freaking laser beams. <laughs> well, they had discs with freaking laser beams, but you know they weren't digital; they were analog. Um, <laughs> And, and your kids are probably saying, what the hell is analog? Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, when I was a salesperson, um, after, I don't know, a couple weeks of, you know, doing it for real, saying I could do this job for real, um, a bunch of guys wanted to go to the sports bar around the edge, and they got chicken wings and a bunch mm-hmm. of stuff. And that first drink of beer that I had after a long day of um, bilking, I mean, uh, selling people uh-huh, things uh-huh, that they, uh-huh. they needed, they genuinely needed. Genuinely. Genuinely, it made their quality of life much better. Um, I that first sip that I took of probably that same crappy beer, mm-hmm. you know, because um, it was in a picture. I don't know what it was. Um, felt so good going down right. after talking all day yeah. long, and it's pretty much the whole reason that I basically built a career on talking because it gives me an excuse to drink beer. There you go. Um, so, but that was in that was in my twenties, and food was involved mm-hmm. too. Um, so that was my first real positive experience with it, but it was still kind of crappy beer. You know, I, my, my first experience with beer, you know, I, I think I mentioned on the last episode, you know, pouring beers for my dad in a moving vehicle, you know, uh, and dad was an, was always a beer drinker. A and great so, role model. Absolutely. Absolutely. He, uh, he, he, he set the example for the alcoholic that I would later become, but, uh, <laughs> nice. <laughs> Ringing endorsement. Uh, that's right. At least he wasn't showing you where you could use the needles so they don't that's right. mark. That's so, right. You know, no, it was that. strictly a beer thing. That's right. But uh, and he was also a scotch drinker. So, you know, there you go. There you go. Um, he, uh, I, I never liked what dad drank. You know, you'd, you'd say, hey, because it always looked good. You know, he'd, he'd, he'd frost a mug, you know, and, and, and pour himself a beer when he got home from work. And it always looked so good. You're like, dad, dad, can I have a sip of that? And every time he took a sip, I'm like, no, that's not good. But, you know. Dad drank crappy beer. In fact, uh, in later years, he would tell me that I was a beer snob, you know, because dad would drink beer out of a can, which I cannot abide. Um, and he would drink Schlitz. <laughs> and that was out of the nose, that, out of the, Phil's the, nose. Wait, wait the, uh, the mascot for Schlitz was the bull, right? Schlitz, Schlitz yeah, malt liquor bull. bull. Yeah, yeah. Uh, crashing through the wall. Yeah. He, he, he'd drink Schlitz or he'd drink... Uh, you know, something like, you know, Coors, just something that, you know, not a high, what I would characterize as a high quality, flavorful beer. Mm-hmm. But like yourself, quantity. 
I worked four weeks in a deli. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the only food service I've ever worked in, but I worked four weeks in a deli. Not a real deli, Jason's Deli. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, not like not like one of those cool delis that you might see like in in, in Houston, Carson's, or you know, uh, in Jason's. Uh, you really didn't hear things like you know, I'm gonna have a pastrami on rye. There, that's it was right. Like you know, I'll have a ham and patchouli. And, that's right. Uh, yeah, a, a plate of oysters. That's right. So uh, you know. I'm there at, at Jason's one day, and, and one of my customers remarks how good the Grolsch beer was Grolsch. with the uh, corned beef sandwich. Yeah. And I really liked the corned beef sandwich, and he just really sold me on how good the Grolsch Thanks was. For. And he was absolutely right. You know, I tried it one day. I was like, you know, that looks good. And, uh, you know, I decided to give it a try, and it was fantastic. And so I started try- trying other beers. Do you know what I loved about Grolsch? The, the, the lid, yeah. yeah, yeah, that that big, you know, lockdown lid, yeah, 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 yeah. Because I loved restaurants that would take those Grosch bottles and they would turn them to salt and pepper shakers. Yep, yeah, drill holes to them. It was, it was awesome. Well, you know, I really started off with German beers at that point. You know, I, I was drinking like Grolsch and you know uh, Saint Pauli Girl, mm-hmm. you know those kinds of things, and uh, I, I still really have an affection for you know the the German Pilsner. You know, I just, I love those beers. I love those beers. They're very refreshing. Well, and those bottles, I would love to be able to afford those bottles for my home brewing. Mm. But they're pricey. I think they end up being about three bucks a piece. Mm -hmm. Oh, come on, Mark. Really? (laughs) What are you saving it for? (laughs) I have a few cases of those. Okay, you got a kid, you got a wife, but really, what are you saving it for? That's right. You can't take it with you. That's right. Yes, but I do need it to last the rest of whatever I do happen to... Live, Forget so. your kid and his college fund. Right. Or, or even health care. Right. <laughs> you don't need health care. In as that I've got about... Go, they, they figure it out. Like t- I've got like 10 or 11 cases of beer sitting in my closet right now, just sort of aging. That's quite an investment. Uh-huh. uh-huh. So I just get with the cheap stuff and, okay. and so whatnot. But has it, uh, it ever exploded? I mean, like a bottle of I it? did have one bottle explode. Mm-hmm. And... I don't. I think it was just that the bottle was just a. It was kind of weak, but I walked in one day and the bottle was was um, where a bottle should not be. It you know it was kind of on top of another bottle. Oh. Mm. You know, end up with like, you know, I could tell the bottom had blown off, and I'm looking at it going, "This isn't good." Uh huh. And, and so, that's the last time I buy beer bottles at the dollar store. Right, and so I you know kind of cleaned it up, and uh, just to be safe. I just went ahead and and uh, I, I took the re- all the rest of that batch. Uh, we are actually going to the lake that next week. Mm-hmm. Took it, forced it on everybody. Everybody drank it up. <laughs> um, not your son. Just to make sure. No, not, too young. Well, not everybody. People of legal consenting. <laughs> he put age. it in a sippy cup. You know. Well, and to be honest, most of the people at the at the at the lake like the Coors and the right. Bud Light, and because it's really know. not about the taste, it's more about the buzz. Right. And, you know, if you drink enough of those, I suppose you get some sort of crappy buzz. Really nothing that a hammer, you know, can achieve as well. You know, going hunting with my dad and his friends. uh, Now, uh, uh, can I interrupt for just a moment? Because we're about to all embark into this. It's a very different next beer. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Laughing Dog uh, Rye IPA. Mm -hmm. Very grassy. Wait, is that like Smedley? (laughs) Just like that. It would. Yeah. It would. Actually, yeah. That was a very <laughs> bad out of smedley right there. Have <laughs> your breath. You need to They're smoke out. a cigar and then try it again. Yeah, yeah there we go. Uh, it's out of Idaho, um, way up north mm-hmm. in Idaho. And, and so this is a very, I've already kind of tasted very Ooh. kind of grassy taste. It's very different than the last one. For very sure. much. I was going to say. 
somewhat like the bottom of my shoes. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, it's quite good. All so. of this is not... No, you don't have to like it. Oh, it stays good like the bottom of my shoes. I like I, the bottom of my shoes. No, actually, um, I like the last one better, but um, this is different. Yeah. Hmm. And I think it has a little bit more of a... I don't know. I think the the hops they use tend to be. Uh, let me see. I don't think it says on here. I probably should have done a little bit more. It's got uh, a little bit of grit to it. Quite no, honestly. you know what? I was gonna. I was actually gonna gonna guess this has got a Simcoe hop is, in it. What does that mean? It's a well. There's a different kind. So they've got a Simcoe, Columbus, and Cascade. Your Cascade, probably a lot of what you're used to as far as kind of you know just floral, mm-hmm. nice. It's sort of the basic hop is is Cascade these days. Um, Simcoe is really kind of bitter, and uh, I don't know where they got these, but I heard one podcast uh, a while back doing these, uh, talking about these, uh, what do they call it, like construction pack or something like that is what they call it. And it was like a Sam Adams uh, where they had taken, there were five different kind of hops mm-hmm. in the beer, and then so the six-pack had one like full beer, like that was fully mixed, and then each of the other one only had that one kind of hop in it so that you could actually go through and say, okay, this is what the Columbus hop tastes like. Okay, this is the Cascade in the amounts that they put it in this beer. And Simcoe, although I've never had something where it just took Simcoe, they just really talked about almost kind of that foot odor sort mm. of thing. It's a real pungent mm-hmm. hop. Um, and I wish I could talk from, from experience, but anytime I've seen a recipe with Simcoe in it, ever since I heard them talk, I was like, how about I not do that? But I think this is—I think this is a little bit of that. I think this is the that just real earthy. There's, a, there's an earthy taste yeah. to it. It's—it's it's not funky. It's just really gritty. Um, yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, I would agree with that. So, it won't go in the bucket. You know that's for sure. It's—I'll uh, definitely—I'll definitely finish it. Okay. But, okay. Uh, so it won't stay, go in the bucket. Stay out of it's the bucket. Enough, that's yes. good. But um, anyway. So that's 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 an interesting one for sure. So that's that is the Laughing Dog, uh, or I'm sorry, the actually it's, it's uh, from Laughing Dog, but it's a Rocket Dog Rye IPA, mm-hmm. and um, that's really strong. I'm kind of glad that I did not pop that open and have to drink like the 750 by myself. Yeah, because that's a big bottle. It's a big bottle. It's a, a big bottle. And there are some some that it's like, oh, you know, yeah, you're good. happy. I have it Yay all for to me. myself. Yeah. Um, the audience can't see it, but I've begun. I've begun the alcohol sweat. <laughs> <laughs> I got the beer sweats. Wow! Oh, it's just pouring down. I feel oh like I climbed three flights of stairs or something. Oh God! I got the beer sweats. This is a six point nine percent. Is what this one is as far as the alcohol. Um, my apple was about five. And look on there and see if it says on that harpoon. In the harpoon, you want to know the size or no, the, the ABV? Okay, alcohol by volume. It is 6.9%. Okay. Now, this next one that we have in a little bit, the Lenny's, it's, I think it's like 9.7 or 10%. Mm. Mm. So it's the strongest. But I feel if I had a personal fan right now, uh-huh. I would pull it out. Wow. I can, I've got it. You want me to get an air conditioner? I've got a little AC in here. Oh, that would be awesome. Okay. You guys are cold. Yeah. I'm going to leave a sweat stain on Phil's the got the beer sweats going. <laughs> As long as it's not going to mess up the podcast. Uh, not too bad. I mean, what could go wrong? You could turn the fan up. That would work, too. Yeah, I mean. it's not 
These sound effects brought to you by Phil's Beer Sweat. <laughs> Phil's Beer Sweat, available in fine grocery stores around the country. When you ask for sweat, ask for Phil's Beer Sweat. <laughs> what, well, would it, what would be the industrial application of Phil's Beer Sweat? I don't know. Actually, I think there was a joke. Is it, wasn't is it there an about, industrial lubricant? Or? Wait, wait, wait. There was a... Oh, crap. There was like a... It wasn't The Simpsons, but it was Futurama where they were, they were packaging sweat. No... Is it is it you know so that you know men with low testosterone can can rock really you know intense? You know, testosterone? I only wish that my beer sweat had that kind of you know <laughs> because you know, you know I, I, sadly I, it reminds me of a, a story I heard on NPR the other day about um, how because uh, there's this new level of rich in in China or this new class this middle class that has money to spend that. Um, you know, suddenly they're like, oh, what do I spend money on? You know, I fed my family, we have car, we have clothes, we have, you know, electronics, whatever. Um, what do I need to get? And I guess culturally, um, ivory, you know, has has a really special place in their culture. And as a country, you know, they're, they're kind of like newly into money. Right. So the things that they desire are still kind of those old classic things. And what's ended up happening is that, you know, elephants are being hunted and killed just by the droves because... Um, these poor, starving people in these countries where elephants are at. I know I'm getting off topic here a little I'm bit. just trying to figure out how yeah, Phil's yeah. beer sweat. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. So because there's such high demand. In a magical way. Because right. there's such high demand. Come back around to this. Because there's such high demand for ivory in China, I would kill for my beer sweat. I would allow myself to be milked for my beer sweat. Oh, dear. If it could help, you know, alleviate Save the death the of elephants. elephants. I gotcha. And, and enrich me. I gotcha. And, of course, my friends. Yes. You need to go to Total Beer and Wine. Or Total Wine and Beer. I don't know if it has and beer, but Total Wine. Over, over in there. Fort Worth and off of Hewlin? <clears throat> yeah. I, that's one of my new favorites. Okay. Now, so, I, I'm sorry. I have to say something. because oh, Phil's going to go off. I am going to go off. He's going to go off. Phil's going to rage for you know, a moment. I'm just as crazy California. Well, I don't know call it raging, but certainly. Certainly I, flaming. We have this, this chain out there called Beverages and More, or... They do that cute, you know, shorting like, like you know, uh, Wachovia, or not Wachovia, was Washington, Washington Mutual became WAMU. Uh-huh. You know, that kind of, I really hate that, by the way. Uh-huh. But Beverage and More is Bevmo, B-E-V-M-O. Uh-huh. And this is apparently, compared to the Arlington Bottle Shop and Randall Mill Winos, a high-class liquor store. Didn't realize that, because, uh-huh. you know, they have lots, and I stress Lots of choices. Whereas, like, I went to both of these places and the scotch section was, like, you know, as wide as your window there, maybe eight feet. Really? And that's like scotch. And everything, I mean, I'm talking about decent scotch, oh, right? Okay. Yeah. You know, Bev Mo, it just goes on and on and on and, it, and it's clean. Um, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that if there are any drunks that are in there, they're, they're behaving. You don't know that they're drunk, unlike both locations I went to tonight. <laughs> Where one of the drunks had his child with him. I don't know if the child was drunk. Was the child driving? Because that happens sometimes. The the child was a passenger in his arms. Um, But just like really, they kind of reeked like... Like a they bus the, station. Did they have the beer sweats? Um, <laughs> they had some kind of sweats. Uh-huh. And, and, you know, these are stores that I frequented, you know, when I lived here not that long ago. Well, right. I guess it was a while ago, but they've really gone downhill. Mm-hmm. And uh, either that or I've just been exposed to a much higher class <laughs> of liquor store that actually sells 
candy, good candies and chips. I mean, Bethmo sells glasses. Yeah. They sell scotch glasses and beer glasses. And I mean, it's really, it's the kind of place you could bring your kids to because they have candy over there. Go, get kids, go over there and look at that addiction so mommy and daddy can take yeah. care of our addiction. Right? Yeah. Now, I'll be, I'll be honest with you. The total wine that's over in, in Dallas, I actually like better than the one that's in Fort Worth because, for a few reasons. One, I think the beer selection is better at the one in Dallas. And also, their soda selection. Way better in Dallas. They've got root beer, right. all sorts of different things. Because, like, I, I went over and I asked the guy, I was like, where's your, you know, your sodas? Uh, soda, so because Reed was with me. Right. And uh, and he was like, oh, well, you know, it's right down that aisle just past the such and such. I was like, I went down there and it was like a cooler of Cokes. It's like, no, I meant like... Like sarsaparilla, cream soda, and then he said, and he said "Well, we've got a few, Crush. like six packs and four packs of like Jones and uh, yeah. you know soda and stuff." And I'm like, "This is very like regular stuff you'd find over in Dallas. They've got, they probably have eight different kinds of root beer, you know, eight different brands or labels right. or whatever you call it of root beer." Bethmo has a club card. They have a club card. Yeah. Does Arlington Bottle Shop have a club card? No, I don't think no. so. Sorry. Well, and Doctor Jekyll's, I've been, I've, I'm still pretty happy with them. Um, you know, because they opened up actually what's called a. They used to be. Let me give you a little history here. Hmm. Dr. Jekyll's used to be a, a homebrew shop mixed with a beer shop. And they've separated it out now. And now the homebrew shop is in a different building. And then there's a liquor store called Mom's Liquor Cabinet. And so that way they sell full on everything. Now they're not overstocked by any means, but they have. Hmm. Plenty. I don't know. What would you? I haven't really looked in the liquor section. Mm-hmm. How, how do you feel? It's about a very it? meager selection, but it. I, I wouldn't call anything that they have top shelf. Um, but it is. They have good mid range selection in liquor. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of the nice things about it is that if they do not have what you want, they'll get it for you. You just tell them, you know, hey, this is what I'm looking for, and they'll get it. And if it's affordable, they'll get a whole case of it. And if it's expensive, they'll get a bottle of it for you. Right. You know, so I mean, that's kind of the, the nice thing about that store. Um, last week, or week before last, I went to the Dallas Whiskey Festival, Dallas Whiskey and Spirits Festival, mm. uh, out in Addison. And my staff had bought me the tickets for Boss's Day. Wouldn't that be then the Addison Whiskey and Beer? Yeah, they call it Dallas. It's Dallas County. You see. Right. Yeah, sure. And, and then they're Arlington Cowboys. Right. Oh, wait, That's right. They're not. That's good. So so uh, I was expect. I, I don't know what I was expecting, but, you know, I had the general admission tickets, which got you in at 730, versus the VIP tickets to get you in at 630. And knowing that there was a VIP ticket, I just assumed, oh, it must be limited quantities, you know, because the, the VIP ticket was like $100 more. Wow. I got in. And immediately started drinking at every table I went to. And so after you're in for a few moments, you realize that they have four rows, and so they're double-sided. There is a distillery on either side of the table, and each distillery has something in the, in the order of three or five bottles of something for you, for you to drink. So mm. I'm going down the first side of one row and have drank everything there is to drink, and then you see that there are three more rows deep on that side and four more on the other side. There were 17 distilleries there. 
each with somewhere between three and five bottles of something for you to taste. And, you know, you realize there's no way I can drink everything that's here. Yeah. It was absolutely the best place I've ever been to in my life. (laughs) There were were scotches I'd never heard of before. Um, There were scotches that I'm sure I'll never be able to afford to drink. Because it wasn't... I, I had to make the, the, the decision that you can't drink anything younger than a 16-year-old scotch. Mm-hmm. If it's not old enough to drive, you can't drink it. There you go. You know, uh, preferably, you want to you gear towards anything that's old enough to vote or you know, something that's old enough to drink itself. I think at a show like that, it's fair to say that, that if you can go 20 and older... Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, and that's exactly what I did. And, I mean, there were fantastic scotches out there. Yeah. Fantastic scotches, so highly recommend it. It will be an annual trip for me. Very cool. Yeah. Um, let's talk about this beer just a little bit. Hmm. This this amber beauty. Because that would have been a great segue into the R Scotch. However, <laughs> well, don't worry, Mark. I've got a great one. No, okay. Oh, <laughs> well, you'll be the Scotch up with sweats. One. <laughs> so, scotch sweats. Uh, you haven't seen anything until you've seen Phil's Scotch. So sweat. this is a double IPA. I love this. The uh, Lenny's. Uh, uh, rye PA or uh, whatever you want to call it. I, the I like that rye IPA. PA. That's good. Yeah. Uh, uh, what, what, what makes it a double IPA? Uh, almost double every <laughs> double everything. Okay. I mean, stronger, stronger it's more. everything. It goes so to eleven. More malt. Yeah, everything goes to eleven. <laughs> more hops. More malts. More rye. Um, IPA squared. IPA squared. You know, it's a ten percent alcohol versus like a. Five, well, probably an IPA term, you're going to have six to seven. You really, I mean, like, from right off the nose, the malt Mm -hmm. is really strong on this. It's got a beautiful color to it. Yeah, it's nice nice and dark, much darker. Kind of a chestnut brown. Yeah, it's closer to that first one that we did, although it wasn't quite this brown. Uh, The middle one, by the way, was kind of almost like a... A little bit more than a straw color, but it was right. yellowish. Right. Um, the uh, the first one that we had was, you know, I, I think one of the characteristics I'd give to it was, was sour. You know, it was kind of a yeah. sour taste to it. Mm-hmm. This one, not so much. No, it's got, this one's really well balanced. It uses, as they call it, obscene amounts of hul- of, of hops and uh-huh. malts. And uh, the malt, you can just really, it, it's there. I think they do an excellent job of balancing Everything. This is a Schmaltz is out of New York City. They actually do two different. You've seen Coney Island mm-hmm. and and Hebrew. They do both of those. Right. Um, the Hebrew is, of course, the chosen beer. It is the chosen beer. It is, and it presents the bittersweet Linney's RIPA, which is or actually, Ripa, as in Kelly. That's right. All right. Well, and this was uh, this was this made be the beer I'll be drinking when I don't go to hell. That's right. <laughs> Well, this is a uh, was made uh, in tribute to Lenny Bruce with his, um, I guess it may be fortieth anniversary of his death, mm. um, and so this was in tribute to Lenny Bruce actually. So that's why it's Lenny's. Can I tell you? It, it actually reminds me of a Guinness, and I'm not a Guinness fan, even though I'm I'm half Irish. Um, the half Irish part of me doesn't doesn't really appreciate Guinness, but um, it's got uh, it's got a hint. Of a Guinness taste to it, without that hard bite that mm-hmm. Guinness tends to have, mm-hmm. and I have to say that uh, I'm a fan. You like it, huh? I, I do. Yeah, I kind of saved this one. In fact, I looked for a 750 of this one, and where where I was looking, I couldn't find one. I'm so- uh, because uh, it's this is this is one of my favorite beers right now. Um, I've had the Harpoon and this Lenny's this last week several mm-hmm. times. Um, just very 
impressed with both of them, but especially the mm-hmm. the Lenny's. Really, really good. If I um, yeah, you know, definitely I on my top ten. My favorite, yeah, yeah. You know, again, we talked a little bit about you know food pairings. Um, I think this would pair with just about anything, but. I'm gonna I'm gonna pay more attention to this beer than almost anything. I think like roast, you know, roast chicken, anything like that that has a real some darker flavors to it, some sage and things like that. I think they would go really well. With it. It's like Thomas Jefferson said of the Declaration of Independence: "It commands your assent." And, and I was gonna say, <laughs> All right. I think it would go well with a pastrami and egg on rye. I don't disagree. I yeah. think this would actually be really good with, with, a, really with a pastrami sandwich. slice of Swiss cheese. Uh-huh. Out. Yeah. Or a Reuben sandwich. I, I would not say no to this again. Whereas the last beer, if it were a girl, I would describe it as it had a great personality. <laughs> I'm not even sure. And leave it at that. It's very unique. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. Let's just yeah. leave it at that. As one might say, yeah, it is very unique. Yeah. <laughs> You, know, you always know with my with my wife, for example, if you ever ask her a question about a restaurant or a food, and she describes it as unique, that is not a repeatable thing. Usually, <laughs> there's a, what what did you think of such and such restaurant? It was very unique, meaning that we'll never go back there again. Right. We do it. That was once. a unique experience for <laughs> us. What was it back in high school? I forget which teacher it was, but it was it was it was a she and. She would never tell you you were bad. She would say, you have great potential. <laughs> and that was pretty much the death knell. You have great potential. I use that still in Do my you? current job yes. to describe mm. you know, employees that aren't going to make it. <laughs> he has great, have great potential, potential elsewhere. <laughs> Just before we get off of the, the beer thing, I want to make a plug to oh, Williams Brewing. Right here. This place, I uh, I just started doing a keg. We're gonna, I'm going to go get some clean glasses, okay. by the way, for your for your scotch. But um, uh, I just uh, started doing a keg, a little five gallon corny keg. Right now, there's soda in it, and um, but I had a really hard time sealing the the uh, the lid. Mm-hmm. And finally, you know, I was able to go ahead and get enough pressure in there that it pushed the lid up enough. But anyway, so I was looking around for something that might seal it better. And uh, Williams Brewing was the only place that I could really find that had uh, at least an affordable uh, gasket that is it's a bigger round than normal gaskets and made of slightly uh, softer rubber. And um, I got that, and then they sent their catalog. Oh, very nice. And I know what I'm going to be reading before I go to bed every night <laughs> you, for the now, next little while. Are you going it's, to do like I used to do with the J.C. Penney's catalog and start dog-earing the pages that you like for Santa? Yes, in See, fact... I thought you were going to say something else. <laughs> <laughs> are you going to do what I did with my Playboys in high school? The, with the lingerie... Oh, no, J.C. Penney's catalog. But the you know, lingerie so. section of the J.C. Penney's catalog. No, J.C. but... Um, <laughs> No, but this, uh, I start looking through it, and I'm like, oh, and I want this. So I showed, uh, I, sh- I did show my wife, and she said, well, start circling the things that you might want as gifts. <laughs> Just circle the whole page. Santa's so, coming. Uh, so I thought they've got actually got an order form right here in the middle of the catalog. I thought I'd just fill that out oh, as appropriate. Oh, and you appropriate. need that hoodie. And uh, and then I can just say, you know, just fill this in. Yeah, the hoodie. Not so much, but they have, um, they've got, you know, uh, brew kettles. 
that have little uh, little uh, spouts on them towards the bottom, so that you don't have to like siphon out or try to pour like six gallons of hot liquid, or even once you've cooled it into something else, you can just turn the latch. It comes out. I'm just like, oh, that's nice. I'm like, these are things that people need. You know, Mark, you need a YouTube channel so or, or a private website because it, it's like those uh, – I, I remember reading an article uh, in San Diego uh, about um, – there's this thing. I guess this has been going on for a long time, but they're starting to crack down on it now where, um, you know, teenage girls – I don't really care if the guys are doing it – are doing, like, websites where they're not doing anything wrong. They're just like, you know – I guess being cute, and then they're soliciting gifts. If you if you'd like to send me a gift, I'd love to have a walk. So you could do like your equivalent of that, except it could be like you know, like I would like I would like a new keg. So if yeah. you wanna if you wanna you know gift me a keg, I'll give you a shout out on my website. I, mean, I don't know, do something. You know, for a minute there, I thought he was saying that Mark, you're like a teenage girl. Why now? That I, no, not at all. I'm not really sure <laughs> that I have you think like I am? either the cuteness factor. Oh no, you're cute as a button, Mark. <laughs> sort of button. Cute as a button. You might appeal to like swarthy Eastern European, you know, yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, yeah, I can I've totally see that. Drawn to the Breaking Bad, which you, you watch, <laughs> but uh, and I'm, I'm blanking on his name right now. But the former owner of the car wash. Oh yeah, Samir or yeah, uh, yeah. I, I, I forget. Yes. Yeah, so, but yeah. he's got that, and I'm thinking that's the guy that'd be like. I give you a cake. <laughs> How much for the women? How much for the little girl? That's a, that's a line that, from by Blues way, Brothers, the, by the way. I was about to say, is the <laughs> best movie ever, uh, the Blues Brothers. Yes. How much for your women? How much it's for the girl women? there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, now is a good time to break and go to Scotch. Very good. Mm. That was a really good question you asked, and I'm not just pandering to Aaron um, about uh, first times. And yeah. So her name, what? No. Um, so I was, I was thinking a good question would be for Scotch. First time, first time you had, you know, Scotch. Your, I, your love affair with Scotch. I shared a little bit about that last time when uh, I talked about. But I wasn't on last time. I know. So. Um, but you listened, right? Yeah, I was just really drunk, so I didn't remember it. But he had the beer sweats going, and he couldn't hear behind the percolator. No, 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 I had the bathtub gin sweats. Oh, yeah, the bathtub gin sweats. Phil's bathtub gin. When, uh, uh, after I graduated from college and started going to work parties, mm. and there were lots of lawyers there, and all the lawyers were drinking scotch and water, and because I didn't want to look like the guy drinking a girl drink, mm. you know, something with an umbrella, perhaps. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which are some of the best tasting drinks. I started drinking scotch. And, you know, one of the reasons I did is because I remember my father drinking scotch. Mm. And, you know, so years later, I, you know, because I I never drank, I never drank my father's label, Mm -hmm. you know, until uh, probably maybe, you know, five years ago. Mm -hmm. And I tried it and it was foul. My my father had really poor taste in alcohol. Cheap beer, yeah, cheap beer Bad and cheap scotch. scotch. He drank Cuddy Sark. Oh my god! And that stuff was just—I mean—that will just take the the paint off a bumper. I think that's what it's actually made for. I think that's exactly what it's made for. You know, when you see those cars that are just primer, they've cleaned, they've stripped the paint off of it wait, with Cuddy Sark. Wait, isn't that actually their that that's their 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 motto or their logo or their you know Cuddy Sark? It'll take the paint off a bumper. That's right. That stuff is just terrible. That stuff's just terrible. Yeah, no, I, uh, I, 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 sadly, I have, I have uh, a rather, I, I don't want to call it a refined palate for scotch, but I would say that I have a, uh, a, uh, 
I don't know, snooty palate for scotch. Mm-hmm. You know, I've just I, I've I'm no longer drinking young scotches. Right. You know, I, I'm really you know, sixteen or older is really where 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 my uh, taste lies now, and really you know, more in the eighteen to twenty one range. I have to say that um, my love affair with scotch, and and it is a love affair. Um, if I had to choose between a beautiful woman and a great bottle of scotch, I would be hard pressed. Oh yeah, not to pick the bottle of scotch. I, you know, I um, I was in absolute heaven when I went to the festival. I mean, you know, there were scotches there that I've always wanted to try. Mm-hmm. But you know, I my wife doesn't drink scotch, mm-hmm. and so when I buy a bottle of scotch, I'm drinking that. Right. You know, and I and. You know, I talk a big game, but I really only drink uh, liquor on Friday and Saturday nights, and generally it's one glass. So it takes me a while to go through a bottle of scotch. But that's the beauty of scotch. You don't have to drink a lot of it to have no. a wonderful experience. But what I'm it. saying is that it's hard to try a bunch of different bottles I see. Uh, when you're drinking such a limited amount. Mm-hmm. You know, And I, I really limit myself to drinking... Friday and Saturday nights. Yeah. Generally, when I'm reading comic books on my back porch. Right. Well, of course. What else are you going to do with That's right. comic books? That's back right. Porch? But yeah, I see all the Twitter and like you'll take a picture of yourself, a selfie, uh-huh. a selfie, it, you know. hashtag selfie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I always think. Aaron, I'm just a few miles away, but that's okay. I'll just stay home. Well, but you know, I have to. I have to read for my show on Saturday morning, so you know. What? what am I supposed to do? What? So that's fine. So tonight, um, we don't actually, in fact, have a scotch. What we have is a blended. This is where Wait the this is where the record goes. <laughs> I was like lord here with yeah. the promise of three beers and a scotch. Yeah, and I drank two of those three beers despite. I know, I know, but you know, as we discussed in our first episode, which Phil, of course, you listened to. Yeah, I feel like <laughs> uh, the lack of really relevant information here. I had talked about you know that we would also drink some other whiskeys uh, in addition to scotches, and since Phil is here uh, from out of town, Phil, who is a Texas native. Yes, not really. Well, Texas grown. How about that? Well, I certainly grew here. You spent most of your years here. I did. You were most of your formative years. Where were you born? Puerto Rico or? Philadelphia. Oh, that's what. But it's close. And that's why why his name is Phil. with a P. So there is that. Exactly. His full name is Philadelphia. You see. Yes. But no, uh, it's not. <laughs> Philadelphia J. Philadelphia. That's right. his name. <laughs> um, anyway, so this is a locally distilled whiskey. And it I is like from a distillery called Firestone and Robertson. Um, they are actually a what? Okay. At the, I'm not even going to name the place anymore. At one of the two places that I will not name anymore, uh-huh. um, there was actually a person there who sounded a little drunk to me, shouting out about this amazing new uh, Texas whiskey. Yeah. Uh, and and I thought at the time he was, I was waiting for the name. Right. Because he was so excited. And so actually, apparently what he meant was Texas whiskey. Right. Yeah. And that's what it's called. It's there got the go. big TX on the bottle. And I'm showing the bottle to the microphone like you can see it. I'm that was sure pretty awesome. Like, show it to the actual people in the room. <laughs> like, go ahead. That's audience. right. That's right. It is a blended whiskey. And the reason why they're actually uh, doing a bourbon right now. But, of course, it has to age a certain number of years. And it's a brand new distillery. So, right now, they're blending whiskey and, and releasing it under the Texas Whiskey label. Okay. And I think in the next year or two, they'll start uh, uh, releasing the, their, their bourbon that they're working on. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's very much a, a Texas bottle. And just to describe it a little bit, there is a uh, strip of rawhide around the neck of the bottle. There is leather on the, uh, the, the bottle top. 
And uh, I do like that pop when you do that. Thank you. <laughs> the uh, I mean, the, the cork is is is, uh, is is aesthetically pleasing and, it's and the honeycomb on the uh, on the, the yeah that's yeah. I mean, it's very nice. It's it's a nicely designed package. Here, toss mm-hmm. that over here. Good so catch. I am going oh, to uh, to pour. Now I will tell you, I, this is like snakeskin. Yeah, yeah, at the top. Or, or, yeah. or a honeycomb kind of. Yeah, I think it's snakeskin, sir. Thank you. Um, I will tell you that this is my second bottle of the tonight. Texas whiskey. <laughs> yeah, tonight. <laughs> uh, this is- so you talked last week a little bit about. You know, there's the adding water, and I brought in some ice because I didn't know. Yeah, and I um, love ice in my whiskey. Okay. And I will bring this over. So should we should we go with a just the straight first, yeah, and then maybe add straight, ice? and then you can you can add some ice to it. Sounds good. So oh, I, I like that. You know, I mean, I've had first. I've had a couple of scotches. Last week's was kind of peaty. Yes, and, and Phil is not a fan of the peat. Okay. I'm not a peaty fan yet, and and I liked it fine. But, oh, this is but good. already I really just I've just smelled it, but I Yo, it's really got a spectacular like nose. It's like to very it. very caramely. Yeah, yeah. There's, it's a sweet nose. There's some vanilla to it. Yeah, um, it is. It is very, uh, very pleasing, almost dessert like in the nose. Yeah, you know? I like that a lot. Fruity, very fruity. Mm, very good. Okay, you know, this is really super drinkable to me. Yeah, I yeah. really like it. It is, uh, you know, uh, it is one of so the, the drunk guy that you heard wasn't completely wrong. I'm sorry. Yes. Well, I got to tell you, you know, the this is Texas whiskey. They've had a real hard time keeping it in stock. Um, is that right? The uh, now it's a limited run, you know, uh, but every all the stores are selling out. In fact, some of the stores are only letting customers buy one bottle. Because really? it's in such limited. What's supply. the price point on this thing? Oh, it's a thirty dollar bottle, I think. Wow, it's not bad. very affordable. Okay, I'm going to actually. Where can I go to take one of these back? Back to, to back to the place where you heard that guy. <laughs> <laughs> I can hook you up. Texas whiskey. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, it's it's available in most of the liquor stores around here. Like, oh. Uh, um, I forget what that's. Bottle King okay. has it for twenty percent off as well. I tell you what, this is this is a never before thing. But if you find it, will you buy me a bottle? Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, I'll let you know if I find it first, and and I'll I'll reimburse you. And this never happens for like a, a whiskey or a bourbon uh-huh. for me. I really this is this is a good thing. It's a game changer for you. It's a game changer. Yeah. No, it's I, my gateway. I read it's about these guys. Um, uh, next heroin. I mean, you know, it's, <laughs> I'll be shooting this into my veins. Here. I read about these guys oh in. God, that would hurt. Perfectly um, wasted. Perfectly is a huge waste of a good whiskey to shoot. Right? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. You're yeah. trying to say something. I, I read about them in. I want to say the Star Telegram, and they were just talking the the local newspaper, and I was like, huh. You know, uh, Fort Worth's got their own microbrewery in, in the form of RAR, you know, which I've really enjoyed. And, just, and this is right down the street from them. Oh, okay. And uh, they're doing the, kind of the similar thing with uh, RAR. They're doing tours. Uh, they've got a party room that you can rent and whatnot. Okay. Um, and they're that really... the same sort of industrial yeah. area yeah. that RAR's yeah. in. Yeah. And I'm just... Microbrewery's big, big, big in San Diego. Yeah. So, you know, I, I, I like that they're making themselves part of the community just beyond, mm-hmm. you know, being the distillery. But I gotta tell you, if their, you know, uh, more aged whiskeys are uh, as good as this... Right. I mean... It's fantastic. I, I just, I yeah. really do enjoy this. Can, can I tell you? I, I got to tell you my, my coming to Scotch story. And I'm going to go ahead and add some ice to it. As, as Aaron, you know, and I, I've said, I'm, I'm my dad's Irish. My right. mom's, my mom's uh, Jewish. 
um, uh, Russian Jewish. My dad's Irish, yeah, um, and some other Christian religions. So, um, so and, that Irish Catholic, and or? exactly that's it. Yeah, okay. that, that one. That one. Okay. Um, and uh, so I, you know, I remember my grandfather on my dad's side, very Irish man. Um, saying to me that, you know, scotch tasted like burnt tire rubber and it was complete crap. And the only thing and a real man Irish drank... Guy telling you this? This was the Irish yeah. guy. It was good Irish If it's whiskey. Scottish, it's crap. If it's and, Scottish, it's crap. And, and my, my grandfather, yeah, I know Mike, Mike, Mike Myers said that my grandfather really hated scots. In fact, right. well, my brother-in-law is uh, Scots, Canadian scotch. Okay. And um, and it was really tough for my grandfather. It was really. It sounds like good times. It at might have been what actually you know? put him in the grave. I'm I'm not sure, but you know it's wow. possible. He, he really just had a hard time with it, and he came to the wedding, but he wasn't going to. Um, oh, and Ken, just don't listen. Was to this, he like I'm really blitz at the wedding or anything? Uh, like he that, was like, just really miserable about the whole thing. Really, you know, he was yeah, torn okay. between his happiness right. to see his granddaughter get married and his his misery that his uh, his uh, grandson-in-law was not only Scottish. But Canadian. Canadian, good God, uh, but Baptist. <laughs> I'm not uh, sure about sweet fancy Moses. <laughs> so you know that is like really awesome. Yeah. I really like this story where it's going. Keep going. So, yes. um, so you know, I, I I really don't care. But um, so <laughs> I never like you. My my thing was my dad's drink, which was um, a bourbon and coke, that kind yeah. of thing. And and I only drank you know because it was like you know the cool thing to do, which is true. It is the cool thing to do. Not like cigarette smoke, which right. is not doesn't make you look cool at all. That's actually not. Yeah, but getting so shit faced drunk and almost getting yourself killed. That's cool. Yeah, um, cool. As long as you scream things like, Texas whiskey! Right, right, exactly. <laughs> In the liquor store and can't find your... Yeah. That's right. Exactly. So, um, I, to, bottom line is it scarred me and I never actually tasted scotch or drank scotch because I always had this mental image of burning tires right. and how that must taste. I knew how it smelled. How must it taste? Um, so... <laughs> um, because, you know, I'm constantly burning tires and tossing yeah. them off of bridges when I'm not hard Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so you paint a pretty picture, don't you, It wasn't until eight years ago when um, the company I work for, uh, it could be 20 years, I was doing this remarkably cool job. It was probably the coolest job I've ever had. I won't go into details, but it was really cool. And it allowed me to go do things like cigar lingerie shows and ahead. stuff like that. And actually, there were lingerie shows going there, but still. Um, <laughs> but... Bottom line was they the company decided to shut that division down and they laid everybody off. And so we were really depressed and we said, well, you know what? Screw it. Let's go spend the last bit of whatever little money we have left. Yeah. And we're going to take our agency out on a thank you dinner and we'll we'll get roaring drunk and stuffed and, and talk bad about the company for a night and then go find jobs. Um, hopefully at the company. Right. When they don't find out about this. I'm sure nobody's listening to this podcast. No, no one's listening. Okay. Yeah, no. So, um, <laughs> 375 people of our closest so, friends. So, um, I was at the bar, and um, I wasn't a big drinker, and the guy said, my boss said, uh, you know, he was a British guy, right. said, uh, Phil, you, you have to have something to drink. And I'm like, well, I usually have rum and coke, but I'm really not really into it. He goes, well, have, have a scotch. I'm like, oh, I always heard that taste terrible. He goes, have a scotch. So, the, I, I turned, and there was all these scotches in the wall. And my point of reference was a movie, Highlander, right. where, you know, he, Connor McLeod goes in and he orders a Glenlivet, mm-hmm. which is like, you know, talk about gateway scotches. That's exactly what that is. It's, okay. a, it's a gateway single malt. Right. Um, and so I was like, I'll have a Glenlivet, you know, and I, I just wanted to hear Queen, you know, one song is ago. And there was no cute redhead at the end of the bar. It was just my boss. But um, there can be only one. So, so Totally different story here. They, they poured me the scotch and I took it and expecting the really awful taste. And I took a little sip of this 12-year-old Glenlivet 
And I had this visceral, physical reaction. It was like a, a shudder. Scotchgasm. Pleasure. Yeah, it was scotchgasm, exactly. I was like, what just happened? You know, I mean, it was just amazing. Mm-hmm. And um, and I was like, well, that, that had to be a, just a weird coincidence. I knew at that moment what alcoholics felt when they talked oh, yeah. about the physical pleasure of drinking. Yeah. And it, it did. It scared me. It was because uh, up to that point, I only drank socially because, you know, it was kind of cool or thing to do or right. everybody never, else was doing it. I had yeah. never had alcohol that actually tasted good. good. Yeah. And then so I waited a few minutes and I took another sip. It had the exact same reaction. And from that point on, I was hooked. I was mm. calling all my friends and I knew were Scotch drinkers <laughs> going, hey, can you recommend? Can you? And so I started for a year this whirlwind tour through beverages and more from the lowlands up to the highlands and all these different things. And you talked about, you know, an ice cube, spring water, mm-hmm. tap water, how it opens up the scotch and lets mm-hmm. all the other flavors come out. And there have been many other kinds of alcohol. I've tried rum and even, even you know, Irish whiskey and whatnot, but nothing Nothing has that amazing experience like scotch. So now I've become like like the reverse of a, a of a reformed smoker. Mm-hmm. I am a late to scotch drinker, and I love. We throw scotch parties mm-hmm. out in California every couple of months. We all get together, and I bring my scotch collection, and we we do things. And I, I instruct people now try this kind of ice. Now try this kind of water. And mm-hmm. they're like, oh, Phil, you're oh my god, I didn't realize that. And I love that reaction. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, late and making up for it. Mm-hmm. And I absolutely love it. But, but, to prove that there is a greater force up there, that that for every action there is an equal opposite reaction. For everything good that happens, there has to be something to balance it. Um, as I had expanded my scotch collection in less than a year's time to, I don't know, 25, 30 bottles of scotch running anywhere from... $30 a bottle to $280 a bottle, you know, going into bed and going, I'll try that. I like that description. I'll take that. I had this huge giant collection. I had to have surgery to fix a hiatal hernia. And after I recovered, after a couple months, I was like, oh, I want to have a scotch. I want to have a scotch. And I took a sip of it. And within 30 minutes, I was violently ill. <laughs> oh, no. And I found that I couldn't drink uh-huh. scotch anymore. And I, I tried. I waited a month. I waited two months. I waited three months. And every time I would drink it, I would physically get ill. And I think it's because it was kind of sitting. Yeah. Not to bore the audience, but but it was it was like that Greek tragedy, Sisyphus, maybe mm-hmm. who had to push the boulder up the hill, uh-huh. or you know. And right when he got to the top, he got, it was just torture. So I couldn't stare at my Scotch collection anymore. I couldn't drink my Scotch collection anymore. Gave it so charity. I Which gave it away. <laughs> I gave it away to my friend. Wow. And a year went by, and I decided I'm going to try it again. And I steeled myself. I had my bucket ready to go, ready to spew into the bucket, you know. <laughs> and, uh, and, and I, I had, had my drink at, at a hotel in Vegas, and it stayed down, and it was pleasant, and I didn't get sick. And so then I had another sip. And it stayed down, and suddenly, whatever it was, you were back on the horse. I was back. back, and on, so I yeah. go back I'm to San back, Diego. Baby. <laughs> I go back to San Diego, and I go to my friend Mark's house, and I'm I go, a- "Mark, I'm here for my scotch," and he's like, "Oh, there's none of that left." Do you know how happy you would have made those people that stand on corners? Like, here's a $280 bottle yeah. of scotch. Oh, well, thank you, sir. I'll oh, put some see. water in this. Be sure to put mineral water because really, 
The so, spring water doesn't do it justice. I, I've just started building my scotch collection back up. I've got I've got like you know six bottles. So what's your favorite scotch right now? Um, right now, quite honestly, I have a I have a Belvini twenty five mm-hmm. that is is my favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a, a Macallan Cask Strength. Mm-hmm. That was absolutely not a straight scotch to drink, but it's awesome with spring water right. um, and uh, ice cubes made of, oddly enough, distilled water. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is how weird I get it. I'm making ice cubes of different kinds of water. Right. You know, not not going so far as to say, well, wonder what toilet water was like. You know? <laughs> but, but different kinds of water. I mean, really insane. Right. Insane. Right. Um, but uh, so so uh, Belvini, uh, the Macallan cask strength. But here's an odd one. This is one of the things I think is wonderful about Scotch. I became something of a snob and only doing single malts. And mm-hmm. the other day, just for a wild hair, I got this fifteen dollar blended Scotch, mm-hmm. and I can't remember the brand. And I bought it. I took it home, and it sat. And we had a we had a, a Scotch party, and I took it because I'm like, that's eh, a fifteen dollar bottle of Scotch. Yeah. Who cares if it drinks? We cracked it open. It was one of the best scotches I've had. I mean, mm-hmm. not not the best, but right. certainly but, up there. Right. And it was a fifteen dollar bottle of Scotch. So now I'm on this tear where it's not just getting more and more expensive, right, and wasting your money on a on a high end, but let's grab some cheap bottles and some blends mm-hmm. and see what see they what taste like. Yep. And it's always a surprising. I'm sorry for that huge long story. You no, can fine. edit it down, but well, no, and you know, I think that that's actually like with wine as well as far as like the whole cost mm-hmm. deal it's what you like it's it's what you like yeah. and you know i mean you've obviously gone into much more exploration than most people do as far as finding the kind of water and ice cubes and all that kind of well, stuff I'm a little insane but yeah <laughs> but i think that uh you know it, it, it comes down to what you like yeah, and yeah. if you can if you can make it taste like good to you yeah. then what does it matter you know the cost or the brand name or yeah. or whatever yeah. and and you know and the same thing is is true with you know with beers now i didn't spend a lot of money on that second beer uh necessarily but i mean for basically what's two beers and i spent you know probably 9 bucks mm-hmm. on yeah. that bottle that's for that's for a beer that you're going to enjoy at home that's pretty expensive yeah um right. you know and we didn't like it but the Linnies that's you know three bucks yeah that was great yeah yeah that's fantastic so yeah so, it all comes down to what you what you like so with the uh texas whiskey from firestone and robertson you guys uh thumbs up oh i'm definitely yeah definitely. i'm gonna take a bottle home that's, that's fantastic that's, uh, if stuff. i can get one i'm gonna take it home very good yeah very good. this is really good and and uh you know last week i enjoyed it mm-hmm. but it the was yeah, how do you, now? How do you say it? Lafroy, not Lafroy. It's a very peaty one. It is. We had the it quarter is. cask last time, uh, which was I did enjoy packed it, with flavor. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it for the flavor, and I think it was, um, but it was one of those that definitely would be sort of a one and done, right? Sort mm. of deal for me. Yeah. This I could see, you know, if you had. You know, if we had started, say, with scotch for the evening, right? I could have easily had a couple of these. Yeah, and it's very drinkable, and that caramely yeah. uh, vanilla f- is really nice. And I can tell you that it pairs very nicely uh, with a cigar. Um, oh, I can see that because I, that's, how, that's how I finished my first bottle of it. But uh, <laughs> <clears throat> I, my next thing is, I want to try it in a couple of cocktails. Uh, I think that a uh, a whiskey Manhattan. 
uh, you know, typically what you'd make with bourbon. But I think there are some nice notes to it that would that would go nicer Certainly. with a sweet vermouth. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna give that a try and see what I think of that. Yeah, I can see that. Um, but you know no, what? I like it a lot. I'd like to try it with um, once I, I I finish up and I won't go into the long details. But I'm doing a short period of time as a as a vegetarian. Um, not because I like little chickens or pigs. Um, I do like little chickens and pigs, usually in a skillet, with uh-huh. lots of yeah. gravy. Yeah. Um, but um, once this next run is this next run of you know being a vegetarian is done, which should be in about four weeks, uh, I'm thinking that my next batch of ribs, mm-hmm. it's going to feature Texas whiskey. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. Go. I think so. Yeah, no, I think, I think it would cook well. I think it's gonna make a good cook. No, no, I absolutely agree. I absolutely agree. It's just there's Definitely. there's so much going on with the flavor of it. There's a lot going on in the nose. Uh, you know, it's very enjoyable just to sit there and smell it. I mean, yeah. that's what I, when I opened up my first bottle of this, my wife cannot stand whiskey. Right. And, you know, so anytime I find something that's got an interesting nose to it, I'll let her smell the cork or something. And she was like, wow, pour me a glass of that. So I, I think wow, okay. it's almost the whiskey for people who don't drink whiskey. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I, it's kind of well, like Star Trek Four. It's the Star Trek for people who don't like or exactly, get Star Trek. Exactly. If you like, because they like whales. Exactly. Yeah, and who doesn't like whales? <laughs> and, and, and silly, silly space humor. That's right. That's right. Well, and and the other part of it is, like, I'll take a sip, and I'm I'm probably three four minutes between each sip, because mm. the taste sort of develops. Yeah, and it's. It's all pleasant. Uh-huh. So it's not like I'm taking my next drink because, oh, this is where the badness starts. Right. No, it's all which it's happened. All I think last week I was noticing a little bit of that. I would take a sip because it would kind of get to this place in my mouth after a minute or two. Mm-hmm. It was like, okay, now I'm not really liking what it's doing. Yeah. I think you were objecting to the peat. Was it? Was <laughs> yeah. it? Yeah, it's the smokiness the two of minutes, it. Two yeah. minutes later. Yeah. Uh, but I'll, I'll be, and I told the story last, last week, but I'll tell it for Phil's benefit. Um, when I was at Disney last time, I thought, oh, this will be great for the, e- you know, end of the evening. I'll have either a dessert or I'll have this flight of scotch. I was like, well, flight of scotch. That sounds awesome. Mm-hmm. And so most of them were pretty good up to the very last one. And it was, I thought I'd basically gone to some campfire, picked up a stick, and stuck it in my mouth and just chewed on it. I mean, it was so smoky, peaty, mm-hmm. and it stayed with me yeah. for like two and a half hours. Like, I think I went to bed that night. Yeah, just tasting with, it. Yeah. Just with this, oh, okay, are you serious? And I like ate other stuff. It just wouldn't go away. And I think that sat with me for a while on, on scotches. But... This one is is not hitting me bad in any any and, sort of and, way. And you know, to clarify, it's not a scotch; it's right. a blended it's whiskey. Right. But still, but, uh, it is very enjoyable. I mean, I, you know, I, to I, me, I you know, and and here educate us as far as uh, the differences between you know the Scotch bourbon and whiskey. I mean, because I think to new people, sure. and me included, to some extent. There's some similarities between them, and it's like, well, they're the same thing, right? Right. But well, how are they not? You know, a a scotch has to be uh, distilled and aged in Scotland. So, like, for instance, the Yamazaki, which is a fantastic single malt whiskey, and I'm a Mm. huge fan of it, um, is aged and distilled in Japan. Otherwise, it's exactly the same as a scotch whiskey. But because it's aged and distilled in in Japan... It is called a single malt. Yeah, yet still, Yamazaki is sold in the Scotch section. Of that is correct. Course. Yeah, you'll find it right next next to the Glenfiddich and the Lagavulins right. and whatnot. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, 
we're pouring Could more. Pour for, yeah, we're pouring more for Mark because he's very thirsty. Thirsty. Got me so thirsty. <laughs> but uh, you know, so first of all, it's got to happen in Scotland, and to be called a single malt, it has to use uh, the same grain of malt, one malt, as opposed to you know multiple different. So you'll see blended scotches that can use multiple different sources uh, for their malts, and so this so different is, kinds of grains. Right. Right. In that, okay, exactly. So you know, this is this is a, a whiskey. So there, you know, and Scott and Scotch has to age for a certain amount of time. I believe it's three years in order for it to be considered a Scotch. But you'd rarely see a Scotch for sale that's that young. Generally, you're looking at nine or twelve years before they start selling. Now, you know, is this well? Like, Spayburn will sell it that young, right? But <laughs> yeah, yeah, like La Lafroig, it had it was. What? It was it like was a total of five years. A total was, of five years. Yeah. So, is there any fudging on that, or is that actual, well, actual the, time, what, or is that what Lafroy tells you is that it's it's essentially five years, but it tastes like a ten year old scotch, right? Because of uh, it's that it's quarter casked, uh, so you're getting that more surface ratio right. to the uh, to the actual. So there's whiskey. no fudging on it, like. The scotch that says 15-year-old. It's 15 it's not It has actually 15. been in a, in a cask. It has to be 15. Yes. It has been in that cask okay. for 15 years, or 10 years, or 9 years, or whatever they say. It, it, it's interesting. I was told, and I, I don't know that it's true yet, I haven't really tasted anything over a 35-year-old scotch. Nor have I. And I was very, I was very lucky. Um, a friend of mine who, who works for an ad agency actually went on a photo shoot in Scotland, mm-hmm. several places. Scotland was one of them. And they went to, I think it was Macallan, mm-hmm. and they actually got into sort of the vault. And she brought back with her these little glass vials that they they gave. Mm-hmm. And it had this this 35-year-old... Did they draw them straight Macallan. down from the cask or something? Yeah. yeah. And uh, and it was it was heaven. But I, I, I was told that at a certain point... Because, you know, it's a balance of the alcohol and the things that are right. in it. Yeah. So eventually, I guess, the alcohol can just... It, it, it deteriorates sure. everything else that's in there, and it just becomes well, you, more alcohol. Well, well but, you've, you've got to think about the the alcohol in contact with the wood for so long. Yeah. You know, at some point, you want to stop that aging process and get it into glass right. so that it stabilizes. Right. Because at some point, it's diminishing returns. Yeah. So is that yeah. why they don't they don't number it as far as, like, this is a 73 or this is a 84? Right. It stops aging. 35 because as soon as they put it in glass... It stops aging. Then they're yeah. done. Yeah. You have frozen it in time, yeah. essentially. Okay. Essentially, whereas in wine, It'll continue, it will continue so. to mature in a bottle. Not true of scotch. Yeah. Okay. But the good or whiskey is that scotch doesn't go bad in the. That's bottle. right. That's right. So, so, so I'm sorry, but but you were you were saying about the differences. I, I apologize. I interrupted. But. Well, yeah, the yeah, there are, to be characterized as a scotch or to be characterized as a bourbon, you have to meet certain criteria. Mm-hmm. And you know, in Scotland, there are actual firm. You know policies and regulations. If you're going to be called Scotch, you got to be X, Y, and Z. Right. You know, uh, same thing with bourbon. You know, in order to be technically a bourbon, you have to be made in Kentucky, right? So you know the 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 bourbon like whiskey that they're making in Fort Worth won't technically be a bourbon because it's not made in Kentucky, right? but you know there are also certain certain qualifications you have to have, and I'm not nearly as well versed on bourbon as I am on mm-hmm. uh, on Scotch. So I mean, so what you told me a little bit blurs some of the lines. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but is there some inherent traits? I mean, is there sort of like a well, bourbon sauvignon sort, sort of thing <laughs> where like, you know, or, or that, you know, that feel where they would taste it and go, this is really more of a bourbon style. I mean, is it a style too? Or sure. Is it simply- yeah, the, you know, scotch, if you're looking at scotch, you know, there are certain characteristics that scotch has that other whiskeys generally don't repeat but you know scotch varies by region so like phil is a mm-hmm. fan of the lowland scotches mm-hmm. okay. i like the midland scotches too but but definitely more but so. definitely not a fan of the highland scotches mm-hmm. so like the scotch that we had last last time around the lafroig quarter mm-hmm. lafroig quarter cask um is a highland scotch that's on the uh, the island of isla as we discussed before and it's very peaty you know you had talked mm-hmm. about you know how smoky that was um whereas you're not going to see that peat typically repeated <laughs> in the, oh, oh, in the <laughs> such humor my friend oh you have really yeah. oh go ahead yeah. uh, oh i'm laughing on the inside yeah. <laughs> on the in the lowland scotches you're not going to find that peat right you know? uh phil might be a little bit better uh uh versed in talking about well, the characteristics of a lowland I, I'm, I'm by no means an expert but my experience with lowland scotches is those those tend to be uh, the more um you know herb Floral mm-hmm. uh, essence, uh, right. uh, uh, caramel essence, you know, chocolates. Uh, and I would say, and you correct me if, if you disagree, um, I would say that the lowland scotches uh, are not as bold in flavor. Well, I think it depends. It, it, it depends on, I mean, there are, there are really, you know, in, incredibly, like, well, like Balvini mm-hmm. uh, the, is, is incredibly bold, mm-hmm. um, but it's, it's a different shade of the spectrum i mean if you're considering the peatiness the, mm-hmm. the smokiness of a highland scotch as in bold mm-hmm. that's more the peatiness and the smokiness and and mark i agree with you it, it's it's i i think not an enjoyable aftertaste but oddly enough i was told that um like cigars mm-hmm. if you if you were to decide you wanted to smoke cigars and somebody handed you a cuban and you smoked it you would never smoke a cigar again mm-hmm. because it would just be that's not true much. Well, I was told this. Yeah, I'm I not a cigar smoker. I've had a Cuban cigar before. I was not impressed. Okay, but that, that, that's that's what I'm yeah. saying. If, yeah. You know, if, again. So I've also been told that you have to work your way up to the Highland Scotches, to mm-hmm. the Peaty Scotches, yeah. and it's sort of the last step, right? Because um, I guess the Lowland Scotches have destroyed enough of your taste buds <laughs> and your brain yeah. that 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 Peaty shit tastes good. I don't. I, know. I love the Peat, but uh, but for me, it's, it's just not for yeah. me. But maybe one day when I grow up, when you're when and you're become a, man, a big drinker, that's right. When you become a man. Uh, I put on my big boy pants right. and begin drinking scotch, you know, every day. Yeah. Um, after your quinceanera. Yeah, after yeah. I destroy my taste buds and my liver, I will I will yeah. love that, that peatiness of the yeah. Highland scotch. But, but you know, the, well, the, the great thing is, is that there is a lot of room for different tastes in scotch. Except in my house. Now, uh, here's, the, here, here's the question, because, you know, with, with beer drinkers, for example, I think there is this notion of sort of building up to certain things uh, more complex flavors more complex flavors yeah. i think in the wine field there's definitely you know the building up to the more complex cuz mm-hmm. you know you can't appreciate it what's i mean does that actually occur yeah. you know it, with with the whiskey thing or is it again sort of back to what you like and not necessarily that you're going to ascend to, you know, the high. I don't know. I think that the, I, I think that you broaden your palate the more you, you the more you try. And I think that's true of anything. I think that's true of wine, I think that's true of beer. Yeah. I think that's Food. true. Of, yeah, yeah, anything. I mean, the more you broaden your palate, the more appreciation you have for different things. Mm-hmm. Um 
you know, I, as I've stated before, I'm a fan of pretty much all whiskey. Now, there are some whiskeys I want to drink because I don't care for that particular brand or that particular style. But, uh, you know, I, I can pretty much find at any level of the whiskey spectrum yeah. something that I'm going to enjoy. Are there, are there in sort of in the whiskey scotch world, are there things like, for example, uh, you know, are the big names bad names? Like a Jack Daniels, is that like, ooh, well, you're drinking the Jack Daniels. Is it Jack Daniels Blue? Uh-huh. That's like the, you're Johnny Walker. Or Johnny Walker, I'm sorry, Blue, yeah. yeah. Jack Daniels Green is what... You know, there are Jack does offer a number of, of different flavors um, or different styles. Perhaps is a, is a better way to, to characterize it. And I'm not a big fan. Now I started off on Jack Daniels, and and you know that was the first whiskey that I ever drank, and I liked it a great deal at that time. But I was also in college and not a very refined palate. Um, I find, uh, in terms of American whiskey drinking. I rather enjoy Knob Creek. It's my go-to bourbon. Mm-hmm. Um, I, that is, in fact, that's probably my favorite bourbon. Mm-hmm. But I also enjoy Buffalo Trace. And I think we talked a little bit about that last time yeah, as well. Yeah, I've had some of that as well. Yeah. That's really good. Um, there, and there are a lot of bourbons that I like. Um, I am starting to try some of the rye whiskeys, which would have been a, a nice selection for tonight to go oh, with rye. Oh, match. Rye with yeah. rye. Yeah. But... Uh, Could uh, go with our rye humor. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Oh. Right here. Oh, both of you, <laughs> just right at the top of your. That's game right. Ooh. With the, with this the is comedy. Play. Yeah, comedy, high comedy. Yes, but you know, I, I just think there's a lot of 170 listeners in dropping. <laughs> <laughs> it's just ratcheting down. We're counting down to one. Um, so one comic of, books. Yeah, one of our moms. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think there's a lot of room. You know, for for what you like in whiskey. I mean, you know, no no one whiskey is going to be everything to everybody. I mean, you know, uh, Phil has has certainly attested to his love of Scotch tonight, but he likes a wide a wide wide and, range of Scotch. In, in all fairness, I, I guess um, I have had a Highland Scotch. What, one of the interesting things I found about the PD Scotch is because I will try them because I keep hoping that I keep hoping I yeah. keep hope that's a good word hoping yeah. hoping I like hoping <laughs> I'm hoping a bottle. Yeah. Um, I keep hoping that. Um, my my palate's going to open up, and I'm going to experience, you know, something akin to the first time that somebody came up to me and said, "Oh, put a little bit of this water in it," mm-hmm. and that scotch will taste completely yeah. different. So I've done that with some Highland scotches, and I, I will tell you, it does cut back on the initial thing. Like right. I, I did it with a with a Lafroig. Mm-hmm. Um, like uh, Jamie actually recommended that. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, my first few times with it, I had a bottle of it, and it was like, Bleh. and so when I had a scotch party, you know, it was like, yeah, drink that. I don't care. Drink that. Yeah. Um, and then after I had lectured somebody on the whole ice cube and water thing, somebody's like, well, you should try that with this. And it's like, oh, okay. And it, it still wasn't to my liking, but yeah. it was better. Right. So I keep hoping that the palate's going to open up, um, and I will magically find that that thing that allows me to enjoy yeah. sort of this 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 highest It'll happen. level of, uh, of of scotches, which I think Highland scotches are considered I to be. love Highland scotches. You know, some of the best. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like a Cuban cigar. Yeah. Well, and you know, I remember when I was, here's another little bit of history. Uh, Aaron and I did another podcast together. <laughs> Way back when. Quite different when we didn't talk about what we were drinking. Back in the dawn of the internet. <laughs> What's a podcast? I don't, <laughs> yeah. I don't even call it I thought it we were just anymore. sitting around talking. Yeah. Uh, oh, these microphones that... Mark spent 45 minutes scrounging around. Oh, this is a bad story. What the hell? 
Anyway, no, so uh, so uh, anyway, so I would buy these scotches for Aaron. Because that was sort of my payment. It was the way now. Mark would lure me over here to record a podcast. But like, I'll him. give you some scotch. Oh, let's talk about these certain things. So, uh, I knew nothing about scotch. And so, I went along and uh, basically, I think you got hooked on one uh, one brand for a while, or label mm-hmm. for a little while. Um, because it was I bought something. It was a McAllen. It was a McAllen. Yeah. And you were like, oh, I like this. And so, I got like the next like three bottles I bought mm-hmm. were all McAllen's and... Uh, but I would go through and, you know... And Mark pours a tall glass. It works out well. <laughs> well, it was it was actually in these exact glasses Yeah, but you filled them using. pretty tall. And, uh, yeah, I'd put a couple of cubes of ice, and then uh-huh. it would be up to the top. And yeah. so a couple hours great. later, Aaron was, great. was having a good time. Um, but, you know, I, I, I felt a little bit bad. I almost felt like, well, well here's your allowance for, for scotch. Why don't you go buy something you like? <laughs> but you never complained. No, I, I used to uh, buy cigars at this one co- uh, one cigar shop, and uh, the guy was great because he would match your cigar to what you're drinking. So I was having a party one night, and all the guys were coming over, and and uh, I said, "Okay, I need to match cigars to the drinks." And so I'm like, you know, for Gary, I'm talking about gin and tonic, and for you know Jamie, I was talking about scotch. And when I got to my friend Mike, I said, uh, "It's going to be a an amaretto sour." And the guy stops and he looks at me. Is this for a woman? <laughs> Ooh. No, no. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that's a good story. <laughs> okay, Mark. So, uh... oh, thank God! I thought you were just telling me his name was Mike, and I've been calling him Mark all night. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> oh, can no. I? Can I? Can I? I, I just. I, I was. I was. I was going to say um, that. Uh, that I forgot, I completely forgot what I was going to say. You should oh, have had more whiskey. It was, yeah, let's it was, have another. It was, it was a good story too, I'm and sorry. and now I can't, now I can't think of it. Yes, sir. It was um, so sad. Okay, I, I'm very sad. Well, so, 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 Mark, our next episode. Well, let's talk, let's talk about a couple of things that are going actually. Okay. Uh, happening with the podcast here pretty soon. Uh, over the next couple of weeks, I have uh, interviews with uh, about four. Right now, I've got. I think four, maybe five mm-hmm. of our local breweries here mm. in Dallas. Uh, some of which are going and they're open and they're they're excellent. And one of which uh, hasn't quite uh, launched off the ground yet. They're still putting everything together. And I'm really excited. Uh, the other thing to note is uh, the 10th through the 17th of November is Dallas Beer Week. Woohoo! Woohoo! So that is. Uh, so we need to release this episode. Prior to the tenth. Prior to the tenth of November, two thousand twelve. <laughs> Just <Yes, sir>. saying. <laughs> uh, but I'm really Who's excited be about this. editing this one. Are you editing? He is. That's his job. Well, then why is he saying it to you? That's like right. you have something to do. Well, with you got to drop post it. it. I got to post dropping. the damn thing. I see. He just has to do all the back, all the back scut work that I'm far too up in the management chain to do. Right. <laughs> uh, but I'm going over to Rowlett next Wednesday. Going to talk to uh, Firewheel. We don't have names like Rowlett in Texas in, in, in California. I'm I sorry. I miss that. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 very. Uh, Maybe you need Texan, to also have a you know rural. the city called Rocket Water. No, we don't. Yeah. What about uh, Fate or Wizard Wells? That's no. my favorite. That's everything my favorite is, Texas. Everything city. out where I live is Rancho something. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, and so uh, talking to them, talking to Community Brewery, which oh, very is uh, which is they're they're opening up, hopefully here pretty soon. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but just have some have some great things. Pedicolas, uh-huh. um, going yeah. up to talk to him. We drank one of their beers last time around. We did. Very we good. Did. Um, uh, so getting real excited about uh, some of the things coming up here for the podcast. Yay. Well, I'm thinking what we may do is monthly we we air this sort of thing, mm-hmm. and then. Um, then drop halfway in the through, a couple weeks through, we'll we'll drop the interviews. Sounds good. Um, and so be watching for that. All the all the local. I haven't talked to um, Lakewood. Haven't talked to uh, uh, Deep Ellum just yet. Very good. I think those are the ones that are that are sitting out there. Oh, and Revolver, waiting to hear back from them. But otherwise, uh, we got we got a lot of these breweries coming up, and they're Very all good. local stuff. Excellent. So, Phil? Okay, I have to say, not that this is a plug for BevMo, because it's not that I'm expecting like a thousand extra points in my BevMo club card for doing this, but I just realized what it is I love about beverages and more. Tell me. And it's that exact same thing you were talking about, your experience. You find that when you go get a scotch, you're asking people, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's like buying electronics. Well, what right. TV do you like? That kind of thing. Um, and the thing I love about BevMo is not that they have glasses, not that they have candy, not that they have chips, not that they have great sodas, stuff for the kids, and all the selections. But when you go up and down the aisle on all the liquors, including the scotch, there's a little descriptor card on it that says, you know, uh, and it's the stuff isn't even on the bottle. Right. And it says, you know, with a hint of orange and jasmine, you know, and poured over the warm caramel on the middle as it's rolled. And, you know, and then and then it says this scotch won, you know, a 98 on yeah. the, uh, the San Francisco Scotch Festival. It gives its pedigree. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, that is so helpful. Yeah. Whereas tonight, the only information on the tags were sixty nine ninety nine. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Play us out, Phil. Okay, here we go. I've been drinking a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> when you walked in the air went out And every shadow filled up with doubt I don't know who you think you are But before the night is through I want to do bad things with you I'm the kind to sit up in his room Heart sick and eyes filled up with blue I don't know what you've done to me But I know this much is true That's it. Thank you, sir. Three beers and a scotch. Out. Three Beers and a Scotch is a production of ideologyofmadness.com. We'd love to hear from you. Give us a call on the Ideology of Madness hotline at 972-763-5903. Leave a comment on the blog or follow us on Twitter. Details in the show notes. Thanks for listening, and always remember and never forget that while you can lead a horse to water, you cannot make him share a single malt. Celebrity Voices Impersonated.